Is this because of the duck thing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've not taken this hoodie off in a month and a half. And then when you're done, you feel the most shamed ever. There we go. Always fresh. What the, the story fuck is even classic, happening? Classic sort of story. It came out to high critical claim. And it's Pokemon Snap. If you're pressed to take it, <laughs> Like, what Buddy. is going Buddy. on? I was on, I was on edibles. <laughs> Not a pornography. This is a podcast. Uh, and you got the name wrong again. I, I like your duck shirt. Thanks. It's a duck. Welcome to another episode of Two Dads and a Podcast. The pornography. Oh, yep. I thought We're that was. I thought that was tonight. for next week. <laughs> no yeah. that's for midnight oh okay 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 i got it i got it we're good we're tonight good. we're doing an amazingly just fun top five not just because it's our favorite genre of video games but because we haven't done any video game specific top fives because we no, started out we did the video the video game, game deep, dive. deep dives yeah and so we it, didn't want to bog everybody down with nothing but video games because this isn't a video game podcast this is a nerdy podcast and finally we really get to get we get down to nerd out about our, our video game loves right and yep. i think, I, I think you, you challenged thing, me with this one didn't you the only thing video game related as an aside that we did was guns we did do guns because guns are fun and um especially well we did some the keyblades uh, you're right we did we did horror video games too yeah we've done a okay, couple so little let's things and we've done some again. Let, let's okay. and, uh, roll back <coughs> roll back, roll back. <clears throat> uh, play that again <laughs> so, welcome yeah, guys yeah, to another is... episode of two dads and a podcast <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we've done a few video game things, but it's been like yeah. specific things. It's not been the games themselves. It's been items right. in games besides horror video games, because that was our first Halloween special. Yeah. So, so this time, this time we went full on a top five turn based RPGs. Now, this is inclusive with strategy, traditional turn based. If you have to take turns in it and it's a role playing game, it's a turn based RPG. So that was the criteria. Is that what that means? That is what it means. That is what it means. So I believe you challenged me with this one or you came up with it yeah. and then we we narrowed it down from yeah, there. You helped, so you helped split it. There. I mean, because if we'd have done all RPGs, Jesus man, Christ. we would have had to do like a top twenty-five. <laughs> so top, we, we top five for it this down. was hard enough. <laughs> so I'm gonna preface this with the fact that any one of my top five could have been number one. It it hundred percent could have been. It was so hard to even narrow it down to five. So uh so I guess we'll we'll start though. My number five is Blue Dragon. Oh uh, yeah, you've brought this game up before. I have, I have and you're quite fond of it. I, I I have watched some of it. I've never personally played myself, but it's really, it's a beautiful game. Yeah, like, it, it really came well out done. in 2007, our junior year of high school. And uh, yeah, that's man. when you mysteriously disappeared for like three months. I'm like, where, where did TD go? You were, st we still called you tired dad even back then. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, true yeah. facts, true facts. Um, <laughs> so this came out in 2007, and it was it, it's a Microsoft Game Studio exclusive for the Xbox 360. It is never released on any other console, and it's based on some of the Final Fantasy style design. Who actually helped supervise yeah, and write the plot the, for it? 
Yeah. And, and it's I mean it shows in all the best ways. It was it was helmed by Sakaguchi uh outside of Square Enix. So it's his first time heading a game outside of Square Enix. Right. And Akira Toriyama did the art. I mean, Nobo Uematsu, who is a legendary video game composer with the Final Fantasy series, did right, the music yeah. for it. So this had everything fall into place. It was just a gorgeous overall game with both the art, with the music, with the storyline, even if the story uh, characters were a little campy because they were a bunch of kids. That's fine. You know, but I mean, it was it enough was, for you to fall in love with it. Oh, yeah. And that's what matters. And the gameplay, honestly, this, I had to pick this one. And this was one when, when we narrowed down that I immediately thought of this game to be in my top five. And it's namely because of the gameplay and the combat and the job system with it, where you have different magical shadows and they can be different classes and you can change them. And each active class earns levels and ranks, and then you can change them outside of combat and keep skills from some of the other ones. So it kind of gives you a, a hybrid class that you can kind of make it your own and build your own style yeah. of, uh, of gameplay. And I absolutely love that. I still go back and play it every so often. Uh, honestly, and, and now and talking about are, it, I want to do it again. <laughs> the, the, these are the types of, of systems and um, leveling up and upgrades that you do, you don't even get with action RPGs, which you think it would be easier to incorporate such things into an action RPG. And the fact that they pull it off so masterfully, mas masterfully, uh, yeah, sure, it, we'll go with that. <laughs> is is just it's astounding like they did a great job there i i do have to throw out there especially with this some of the music is amazing there's one song and i think it's called my tears in the sky i may be getting the name wrong because it's been a while since i've looked at the title of it but beautiful beautiful song both the japanese and the english versions of it so go and check that out i will look it up and correct myself by the end of the episode. <laughs> so, okay. So my right, number what's five, your number five, it's so as a musician albums, the, the second album, you always get the sophomore slump, right? And that's even true with a lot of video games. This is a major exception in XCOM two. So it came out in 2016. Ooh, that's a good game. And honestly, it just, it improved in such an impressive way. And the, the turn-based style, like it's, they made it so flawless that it doesn't even feel like the game slows down at all for action sequences. I don't know how they, they, they got away with it. You know, <laughs> they set up this system that, I mean, you can flow through the game so easily. And I, it's just, it's one of those that are just completely unlike all the other turn-based RPGs. Yeah, it's really unique. It, it's a tactical turn-based shooter, which is a very kind of unique style of gameplay. It yeah. blends... Well, when, when I think of stuff like that, I think of just slow-paced shooting game. You know, point and click, and it it, just, it takes a little while, uh, clunky action, but the, <laughs> that's not what XCOM this was. did it so well. And honestly, I feel like with XCOM as well, the 
the way you have your characters and it kind of has almost a little bit of like fire emblem style that tactical strategy mixed in and then they threw guns in with it it's like wait a second so if i'm behind this amount of cover it reduces my chance of being hit but if they're behind cover it like there's a lot of strategy and location like where do you place your your soldiers at yeah and yeah and and it but it doesn't feel like i remember there was this old gundam game where you set out a list of commands and movements and then you submitted it and it did it with the computer or the other opponent also doing the same thing you listed commands and stuff and it was really like move here move here shoot this attack and that's how i grew up playing with these sort of tactical games was this very clunky style where it's very much slowed down and like the bullets you can see them moving you know yeah but the xcom really they managed to make it feel fast-paced while still being a turn-based game and that's that's kind of hard to do with some you know with with turn base so So i i mean it was just a lot of fun it's number five mainly just its character its uniqueness the build like just compounding on its predecessor game Mm -hmm. and i mean the storyline is chilling and cool and action-packed like oh yeah it's it's awesome man so what's your four my number four is Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Came out in 2004, at, right as we were getting into high school. So, you know, yep. right in the core of the, the GameCube era. Came out on the GameCube. Yes. And uh, I, I loved the first funny. Paper Mario for for the, the N64. Absolutely loved yeah. that game. And then they came out with The Thousand Year Door and took it to whole new like levels and it was fantastic in every shape every way it was just an amazingly fun game it was funny it was witty you know the combat was there was some legitimate strategy you had to employ in a lot of the areas the puzzle solving it was just a fantastic overall game i absolutely paper mario is still one of the the best examples of taking a character and being able to make a game completely outside of the realm of normal for that yeah. character and it yeah, turns out do the best man. so well and so yeah i i absolutely loved it speaking of like mario games like i completely forgot totally about mario rpg which is another fantastic rpg mm-hmm. turn base and this oh, one right. so there's there's so many like you know you had mario rpg then you had paper mario and this was kind of the third game in the the mario rpg lineup and since yeah, then they've done quite a few crazy. more a- including like the mario and luigi which takes that same mario rpg style but with a different yeah. art style and eventually they even blended paper mario and the mario elite mario and luigi games together which was really really cool but something about the thousand year door the and the characters and the boss fights and the designs it was just fantastic played the hell out of this game i wish i could get a copy of it without it having to cost an arm and a leg because <laughs> yeah. because that's so, that's the biggest issue with this one right now is let's it's right switch let's write so Nintendo. Get a re-release for the switch and everything yeah oh, oh man i mean they did they did mario sunshine it's they, just they re-released it so just let's hold out hope hold out hope I'm, so, I'm, I'm holding on so you're number four mine i'm i'm gonna take you back to 1995 Ooh, hey. taking it far back before the enix it was just square and they released square soft 
in the middle Even. of uh, Final Fantasy just building up the steam a little bit. They released Chrono Trigger. Chrono and- Trigger. Oh, man. This is why Chrono Trigger is widely regarded by a lot of people as one of the best, if not the best RPG of all time. Yeah. And, and it's really. I, I can see why. It's such an anomaly, too, because you're just sitting there like wondering why? Why? Why did we end with this? Why hasn't there been anything else done with this, you know? But it's not, I I guess at the time, it was super ahead of its time. And we talked about that in uh, verbatim in the past. Mm -hmm. Did I say verbatim? We talked about that at length. At length, uh, yeah. How There were quite a few games that were very well ahead of their time. And Chrono Trigger is one of those games that it, it was kind of a sleeper at first, when it when right. it came out and you know i didn't grow up really playing it a whole lot it wasn't a major part of my childhood the way it was a major part of a lot of people but it's and, such a fantastic game yeah. and the storytelling and the, the time traveling element of it was <laughs> really unique it was really cool you know meeting all these characters across different times and how they portrayed yeah. them and it was such an uh, an ambitious game. It was so ambitious that it. I, I think that's probably why it didn't catch on at first. But it, it was. It's been released on multiple systems. You can get it right now on your cell phone. Uh, and, yeah, and you can get it on your cell phone. I have a PlayStation One copy of it. I, I had, yeah, you know, I, there was Super, Super Nintendo. NDS there was copy. the. I think Game Boy Advance didn't come out on. I know it came out uh, on the DS. DS. Yeah. It, it's it's just it's been re-released so many times and i'm i'm glad it has and that it's gotten that much exposure for it and hopefully eventually right. maybe maybe we'll see a remaster or even a remake with modern day graphics because if or, as long as they keep everything the core the same yeah. and give it modern day graphics i that would be amazing I mean, absolutely amazing do a, do a sequel why not i mean they did and it didn't do well the chrono do, cross do, i think do. it was called do a good sequel do an actual sequel oh okay okay chrono trigger 2 <laughs> not chrono cross there we go yeah, yeah on right. to number three. number three so the the top three honestly i have to say it's in no particular order because each one of these holds such a unique place in my heart growing up and number three i have listed as dragon quest 8 journey of the cursed king okay i'm gonna stop you there because my number three no i'm kidding it's not go ahead <laughs> Dragon Quest is I mean, that usually happens. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that was legit. No, Dragon Quest VIII. Oh, my goodness. This game, I have a PS2 copy of it sitting on my shelf. I have the 3DS copy, and it originally released in, what was it, uh, 2005 in North America. And uh, it's a PS2 game, and for the time, the graphics were wonderful. There were uh, another game where the artist was Akira Toriyama. I, I can't get away from Square Enix and Akira Toriyama. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> the, you just have to see the artwork, and it, it, just, it clicks, it hits you. You know that artwork. There's no mistake in his style. It's oh, just, yeah. And, and honestly, gorgeous. you know, we talk about Nobu Uematsu and being a legendary composer. The music for Dragon Quest is right up there with the music for Final Fantasy. And it's not Uematsu. It was uh, Koichi Sugiyami and... Or Sugiyama, sorry. I'm getting tongue-tied. I'm just so excited. (laughs) But, you know... Nice save. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I can sit there and literally just listen to Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy music on repeat all day and not get tired of it. 
And I yeah. absolutely love the music. I love the art style. The gameplay was super fun. And I liked the, it was, I, I don't even know that it was necessarily unique for the time, but the job system in it let you kind of specialize your characters. You know, if you wanted to kind of min-max, it, you get skill points and you have to use those skill points, at least in the original. The 3DS changed a few things. But in the original, if you got your skill points when you leveled up, you had to spend them immediately. So you kind of oh, wow. had to choose a specialization. If you have a character that can use whips or swords or daggers, you have to choose which one do I want to use throughout the rest of the game and kind of go down that only path. used whips. <laughs> I mean, Jessica in the game, I, she used whips and I dressed her up as a bunny. So, you know, it, it, was, it was good times. It was good times. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, no. know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was such a fantastic game. It was, again, we grew up with Dragon Ball. So Akira Toriyama is just yeah. ingrained in us. And Definitely. having multiple games come out with him heading as the lead artist and having a really fun and unique and bright and colorful world yeah. mixed with the incredible music. It, 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 oh, man. And, like and, I said, and, this could have easily been my number one. Dragon and, Quest, and another game where you can play in a lot of different ways. You can even, if, if you don't have a system that plays it, you can play it on your phone, different yeah, versions of it. Yeah, I believe Dragon Quest Eight is actually available on mobile now. And and it's just, you look at it and you're like, is this a Dragon Ball ripoff? Nope, nope, it's a game. Not it's even not close. It's the real deal. Um, yeah, f- fantastic, fantastic. Yes, you can. You can get Dragon Quest Eight on your phone for $20 on the Android store. So It's a steal. It really is. I mean, a, a disc copy of it for the PS2 goes for a good chunk of change. Yeah, so. and it runs it runs all the same. I mean, as, as long as you... I guess you can buy a, a controller attachment for your phone nowadays. You can. But, you can. So, yeah. What's your number three? My number three... I'll take it back to 19... Or, I guess we're moving forward in time for me. 1998. See, my, my timeline's all over the place like Corona Trigger. <laughs> it's Fallout 2 is the one i chose and oh interesting did you actually play fallout 2 that game was i bought well i went back like i did with skyrim or not skyrim morrowind was the first one i played but the elder scrolls games i went back i bought a box set of all the games oh okay so you got the anthology yeah i've got that i I actually have the the mini nuke sitting somewhere right behind me (laughs) you can kind of see it and i i did the same for fallout 2 it's Honestly, it, it, it's not necessarily there. There are things that are great about it and better than the first Fallout and Wasteland before it. And, and there are things that um, they they could have done better, as are with most of the Fallout game uh, successors. But it's I mean it's they jump into Fallout Three afterwards. It's it's your last turn based, like truly turn based Fallout game. No, I mean we won't talk about Fallout Tactics. That game no, doesn't no. exist. <laughs> no, that doesn't exist. No, no, that's like they, they, people can say they love Fallout Shelter all they want, but, but <laughs> come on. So no, but it, it's so that's that happens. What in in twenty two hundred something after the twenty two hundreds, and it's like a uh, hundred and sixty something years after the nuclear fallout, and it's so much 
different if you're used to the the fallout new vegas and the fallout fours oh yeah or even fallout honestly it's it's almost a little hard to play because of it's very it is very dated but it is a fun game like there's so much you can do with it and it truly takes that kind of role-playing element to a little bit more of it feels like you're well, first off, for the time though, being completely open world was a, a fantastic mm-hmm. sort of revelation, well, you know, because you didn't the, have a whole lot of those going on outside. The isometric of, graphic style mixed with open world RPG was was very yeah. unique, actually. Right, you know, it kind of looking- it had that Boulder's Gate style look to it but it was a turn base right and we've gone back to that style with some newer games which we'll get to a little bit later but it's yeah it was it was a unique game it was really fun i'm kind of surprised kind of like if you were playing like gta 2 except for you could actually go inside the buildings you know (laughs) and explore it's gta 2 the top down gta (laughs) (laughs) so it was super much it was was way more in depth the the map was bigger than most games for Mm -hmm. for an open world game of of its time and it was so much more strategy based than some of the games now you know nowadays in fallout you can really pick your own adventure you can set the difficulty level you know you you can really determine how you're what type of game you're playing whether you really have to conserve ammo whether or not you want to play with uh, you want to be melee straight melee and yeah the perks and the skills that you get too you know that was kind of the first time we got introduced to some of the most iconic perks from fallout 3 and fallout 4 new vegas with the whole you know, man killer or woman killer, I think lady killer, I think it's called, where you get bonus damage dealt to certain things and you get new dialogue trees if you have certain perks. And it was really, it was really cool. It was a really unique game. I'm I'm happy to see that one was on your list. That was, that's fun. So you're number two? Yeah. Well, I mean, what I have written down is number two. (laughs) One, one B? One B, one B. There we go. (laughs) So my one B... Is Persona 3. Cool. Specifically the, the FES version of the game. Fucking artwork for those games, man, are fantastic. The it's artwork, so the music, cool. I love. Yeah. Love the jazz and it's like the upbeat jazz pop. Poppin', man. Oh, the music for Persona is so good. So the FES version was released in, I want to say in North America, it was released in 2008. And the original Persona 3 was released in North America 2007. So the FES added new personas, new story, some new elements to the game to really expand the world. And this was my first real introduction to Persona. And I fell in love with this game almost immediately. This is one of those ones I was at the game store. I'm looking at stuff. Guy comes up and starts talking to me. And, you know, it's it's nearing the end of high school. And he's like, you know, oh, you like RPGs? You should really check this one out. This one just came out not too long ago. It's really fun. Dude, I bought it. I fell in love. And I loved the unique gameplay. It's not just a turn-based RPG. It's not just go through these dungeons, go through this world, fight these things. It is a life sim mixed right, with dungeon right. crawling RPG, which yeah, was times it- highly unique at the time. I had never played anything like this before. At, at times it's like playing like a telltale game and then at other times it it's it's like you're in in the middle of some action shit 
And yeah. I've only seen gameplay. And unfortunately for myself, at the time, I only had an Xbox. And you're right. That's that's the age of exploration right there, especially in video games. That's, that's the age where your mind's more open and more receptive to trying something mm-hmm. that's a little out of your wheelhouse. And I, w- I was limited to that option. So I didn't get to jump in there when it was just really picking up steam. I, I, I do still remember a lot of a lot of memes, a lot of jokes that came out because the way you unlock your persona in the game is you essentially shoot yourself quote unquote in the head yeah. with a, a, a persona gun essentially <laughs> and it unlocks your persona and brings them out so you could fight with them but <laughs> just the level of depth you know you had to create relationships during the day and you go, you went to school you had part-time job after school to earn money or you went to hang out with people and you did these different things and it raised certain stats and different skills and it you know you spend time with certain people and it raises their relationship and the higher level relationship you have with these people the more powerful personas you can unlock and the more powerful your main character is and that was just a wholly unique experience for me at the time and i fell in love with it and i've loved persona sense persona 5 was almost on my list but the i didn't want to have two of the same series on my list so i had to pick the one that was the introduction to the series for me and the music oh my goodness and you'll each game every game that we've talked about the music is just incredible and go check out the music for this (laughs) i mean (laughs) orchestrated like just basic (laughs) yeah but go and listen to the Persona music. I actually bought the Persona dancing games for the PS4 just because I love the music so much. Not because I like All the right. rhythm game part of it. I just well, love the music. That takes me to my number two, which is Nino Kuni. Oh, the yes. 2010 release. Fantastic. Nino Kuni 1. Yeah, I see. Yes. I, I have to admit, I liked Nino Kuni 2 better gameplay wise, but you wouldn't have had Nino Kuni 2 without Nino Kuni 1. Right. You know, that's and that's the thing. I haven't uh I haven't bought Nino Kuni two and played it yet. So Nino Kuni, the first one, is the one that I know I have it physical, so you best. can borrow it sometime. You can borrow it okay, sometime. Cool. And it's it it was fantastic and we've talked about it before, like the, the Ghibli diving into the realm oh, of the video game. Dude and they this was like the first you saw it and you're like, wait a second, Studio Ghibli has a yeah. video game? <laughs> And you're well, just I'm that. mind Obviously. blown. And, and they knocked it out of the park. First they did. try, first the, shot. The music, the art, the story was beautiful. The story was fantastic, oh, man. So that good. Was crazy, Ed. And it felt familiar. It felt like a game that they'd been... It felt like, you know, this could have been the fourth title in a major series, you mm-hmm. know? Like, the, they have it down. They know what they're doing now. They don't have to work out the kinks. They have it all figured out. But it, it's their first go at it. And it was well, just... Well, and since then, they've... You know, you had Nino Kuni 1. You have Nino Kuni 2 now. You, you have a Nino Kuni movie. movie. There's a mobile game, I think. I don't know if it's released in the US yet or not. But there, there's, like, a Nino Kuni mobile game. And, and, and there's there's so much to this world now. And it is just yeah. fantastic. Absolutely love it. So it, it had to be on my list um, just because there were, you know, there were so many other games and this one was just it. All right. Number one. Number one. So number one for me is extremely nostalgic. And honestly, if you go back to try to play the game now, it, it doesn't quite live up to memory. <laughs> I'm sure you understand what I mean by that is right. right. It's 
at the time, the art, the the music, the design of the game was over the top, out of this world. It was so realistic. It was so beautiful. And it's Legend of Dragoon. Oh, oh <laughs> man. This game came out in 2000. So right at the end, I didn't have anything before 2000 on my list. I, I guess That's it's okay. just... I got you covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me covered with a couple on there. And, and, and it's not because the games that came out before then weren't good. It was just... I played so many more of these with a bigger impression on my life, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, and they've, they've improved on the genre in so many ways. Oh yeah. And so legend of Dragoon, it was a four disc game on the original PlayStation. Now that sounds like a whole lot, but if you, if you think about it, original PlayStation discs didn't really hold a whole lot of information. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it, it wasn't, huge in comparison to what games are today but if you gave it modern graphics it would probably still be multiple disc it was a long game it had a super in-depth story it was open world and the combat and the gameplay you know at the time you get into game battle and in the middle of battle you have these this ultimate move that lets you transform into this you know dragon warrior (laughs) dragoon beast person with special magic and abilities and that was just the most badass looking thing and it even had you know like quick time attacks or they were called dart attacks where it triggers a quick time event that you had to push the buttons at the right time in order to deal the better and you know right. more special attacks and stuff and Which i don't know man. definitely utilized oh a yeah lot oh yeah and and Ah, man, it was a Sony base. It was a Sony game. Uh, Japan Studio, which we all know is a Sony studio, is what yeah. was the, yeah. the the creator. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful game. The music is incredible for it. And honestly, like I still go back and play this every so often. And yeah, it, it, like I said, does it compare to stuff nowadays and how beautiful and crazy and big things are? No, but it is still such a fantastic game. And I highly recommend anybody, everybody, if you get your hands on it, it's original PlayStation. You can get it on the PlayStation 3 store. So you can buy it through that. I have a digital copy as well, just so I can keep my disc in, in good shape. Go go play right. this game. It's <laughs> so so good and the the exploration alone across four discs was just incredible and that's why it stuck with me for so so long it's an epic man so my number one and we'll be able to keep this brief pokemon silver 1999 uh, see i silver i this was one that i kind of had to cut from my my top list and and the only reason I cut it is because we've we've gone in depth on it. We've talked about this before. True. You know, True. this was. Uh, but I wasn't gonna let it fudge my list though. And that's like, fair. I've played Final Fantasy Tactics. I've played Final Fantasy Nine. I've played the Fire Emblems. I've played you know the the Mutant Road Zero and the Wastelands and all these other games. I, I've played them, but not nearly as many times as I've played Pokemon Silver over and fucking over again. Oh yeah, so, I mean Pokemon Silver. Like like I said when we did our video game deep dive, I maxed out the hour counter on that game. I put over a thousand right. hours into the Game Boy edition of the game. <laughs> You know, like so, that's it. I we we don't have to explain the game. Everybody no, knows the game. No. Go Pokemon back and Silver. To all our past episodes to learn about everything we feel about Pokemon Silver. 
that's that's a fantastic choice to to kind of throw out some of the ones i made a list and this oh my goodness it was so hard to narrow yeah. it down well i, I you just, know i took the time i took the time with my number one answer to throw out some of my runner-ups yeah instead. yeah <laughs> so a couple of the ones that i cut out final fantasy 10 Eternal Sonata, which was an amazing, beautiful, music-based RPG, uh, detailing some of the life of Chopin, the pianist. Yep. It, it features his music, and the the story was just really fun and unique, and I loved that. You know, of course, I had Pokemon Silver and Gold. I Again, I didn't put them in there, not because what's, what's they didn't Pokemon quite deserve Gold? it. Eh, I mean, they What's technically were mean? a pair. <laughs> they technically were a pair, but silver is better. Bravely Default, Bravely Default 2, which I just finished Bravely Default 2. Beautiful, amazing gameplay. Super, super fun. I mean, honestly, I could go back and still finish a few things and unlock uh, all the stuff, do all the side battles, level everything up, and still not feel like I'm, I'm grinding it out yeah. or get bored. Octopath Traveler... Uh, also by the same team, I believe, as Bravely Default, Fire Emblem Three Houses, the South Park RPG games, the Stick of Truth and the Fractured Butthole. As we talked about yeah. uh, before. <laughs> Dragon Quest Eleven, which I had to put 8 above 11 just for nostalgia reasons. Persona 5 again. Divinity Original Sin. We talked about, you know, the like Fallout 2, how it had that top-down isometric view, almost like yeah. Baldur's Gate with a turn-based system. That's what the Divinity games did. They literally took Dungeons & Dragons and made a video game to the T. Like, if you want a video game, I know they have, of course, the official Baldur's Gate and the, the Wizards of the Coast games, but honestly, I think Divinity Original Sin and Original Sin 2 did it better. The original Paper Mario... Whoa. Super hot Mario, topic. yeah, I know. I'll take over here. <laughs> Super Mario RPG, the Mario and Luigi games, Golden Sun for the Game Boy Advance, amazing. I remember that amazing game. game. Jesus Christ, Final I Fantasy. I forgot about that game, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Earthbound, which was an incredible RPG. It was so unique, you know, being in a modern setting instead of uh, the medieval fantasy. And you know, my list could go on and on and on, but. But Guys, we're already past our time limit, so it we won't. are. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, guys, join if you have next, a top five, just make sure to join us next week when we talk about our top five reasons why Kotor three should be made. As always, guys, if you have your own top five and would like to let us know, you can reach out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, email at 2dap2020 at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon where you can watch me eat bowls of cereal. Yes, bowls of cereal. Like, subscribe, rate, review. We love you all. Thanks for listening, guys.